Take 429. <laughs> Hi, this is Two Girls on a Bench. The podcast. And we hooked up with this cool group called No Phony Podcast Network. The website is nophonynetwork.com, and you can find it on Twitter at phonyno. And you can find us everywhere at Two Girls on a Bench. Hey, your body. You, yeah, you. Come over here. I want to show you something a fucking primo. Now, this, this is my meats and nice of salami, huh? And not a tiny wart. That's a basket case podcast. But uh, the bigger meat is a no phony podcast network. You will go and check them out over at www.nophonynetwork.com. There you're going to fuck you uh, so hard with the bigger fucking meats. Just to tell them a greasy Jimmy sent you, huh? I'm an Irish rabbit. I should know you should go for <laughs> was Gopher just a, supposed to have like a southern accent or was that very specifically a Texas he's accent? Because he's got the S whistle. Yeah, I think comes with age as a Texan. I think so. It's something about the sun. It kind of folds the lips in a weird way. Snippers, <laughs> That's a lot of. I mean, you really got to dig for it. <laughs> <laughs> Gopher, you really got to dig for it. I mean, I feel like my teeth are gone. I am mulling ideas over my gums. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then comes out of... <laughs> that's, that's when you don't even open your eyes anymore. Like, even when you get surprised, you're like... Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's eyebrows only. <laughs> <laughs> it is the sun, but it has to be the sun. You just do everything just slows down. <laughs> That's right. It's between the profound and the profane. A comedy podcast where lifelong friends gather together in my spare bedroom to trade friendly stories, give friendly advice try to learn something new about their friends and while we're at it hopefully make some new friends hey out there new friends new friends true believers bone oars and our personal army of trash people oh uh, beep beep oh oh i got animation for that (laughs) yeah I mean, luckily yeah. we don't incinerate our trash here in America, or else that would be bad. Woo! Well, we combat. Yeah. Put it somewhere. Like great concert. <laughs> if you would like to be a new friend or be put in the back of a dump truck and uh, join the army of trash people, you can very easily by uh, uh, sliding on over to patreon.com slash the bonus hours. And for as little as $1, you can help us keep the lights on. We really could use it. <laughs> Joining us this week, as they do every week, my co-hosts, he's a pile of movie quotes in a man suit, Chris Warko. Ooh, very, very, that was a very, very, Ooh, uh, very, 
a downplay. Strong, a strong technique. Reserved. <laughs> it's a reserved. Yeah. It's, you should have been wearing like a business suit and saying like that, like pretending like you're in the middle of a meeting and then you're just like, and I'm like. <laughs> also joining me. Uh, you can photograph him out of focus in the woods, leaping nimbly bimbly between rocks and trees. You see him in the ground. Man, I've got a rabbit in my hat and way too many napkins in my pocket. I'm a real magician today, guys. Don't ask about the rabbit. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, I need to really clean out this hat, but first I'm just gonna wear it for the show. <laughs> and I've never been ready for anything in my life. Squishy. Shit host, Chris Myers. Welcome to Between the Profound and the Profane Season 3. Uh, thank you for joining me. Cheers. For another rousing adventure here on thebonesowers.com. Let's get down and I wanted to start out season three here with a little topic, bigger topic. I turned 30 while we were on uh, summer break, and I, I, I believe that Ian will be the last of us to, to round the, the corner to 30. Indeed. Very soon. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> let's get the basics out of the way. Your whole world came crashing down, and life as you know it stopped moving. And possibly fucking California broke off and swam into the ocean. I mean, cataclysmic. <laughs> I mean, it shit was it was when you turn thirty. It was terrible. It was Let's the, just say Hawaii never. fucking burst into flames. Uh, <laughs> the problem is that you name all these yeah. things, and all these things are literally happening. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're trying to be ironical here, but <laughs> Hawaii is on fire. Oh, and California, California is also on fire. I feel bad about the people who are on fire. <laughs> That's good. Let's have that Pocket be our motto. It turns thirty once, <clears throat> and shit goes down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, in all fairness, no, thirty was not that. Thirty is not it? that bad. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and I think that's what the the, the the thrust of the show will be is, is you know we do put a lot of weight on thirty and uh, with it culturally, <laughs> uh, if not just as people I don't, I don't know if it's a typically American thing but 30 seems to be like the turning point in your life I've heard many people say uh, like when you turn 30 that's the person you're going to be for the rest of your life like whatever you are whoever you are the See, type of person you are at 30 that's who you are uh, now I always heard life. the same thing like growing up but it was always 25 yeah but once again it's yeah yeah, no, no, it, and I uh, the the best part of growing up is realizing that nobody ever actually grew up and all of that is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might be onto something there. <laughs> so, uh, as part of a fun exercise, our first topic, our first little bit about talking about turning 30, I thought that we could uh, write letters to our younger selves because I've always found it a fun exercise. Uh, uh, like, just as a writer and uh, just... Kind of something fun to do, start a conversation here, and get us kicked off with season three. And to start us off, rather than read it, uh, writing what my 30-year-old self wrote to my 20-year-old self, a couple of years ago I took on this, uh, this, <laughs> this writing exercise when I was just turning 26. And uh, 
Yeah. Man, so the I thought that I would embarrass myself first. <laughs> you know, kind of lay myself on the tracks for on the barbed wire for everybody. So this and, is uh, uh, what what year? This is twenty six year old Chris <laughs> talking to sixteen year old Chris. Okay, so a ten, another ten. Another ten year look right, back. Right. So, okay. Uh, Where were you? Can we get set up to what twenty six oh, Chris? Twenty six year old Chris. <laughs> I was probably just getting out of. Uh, my stint of ho- what we call summer camp when I was hospitalized yeah, yeah. for depression uh, okay. uh, or somewhere around there. I was in between that and actually making commitment to Alex, uh, the manager, like somewhere around there because she and I have been together for five years now. Uh, 26 was about four years ago. And when I say 26, that means that I could have written this on my 25th birthday or six months before my 27th birthday yeah. because I'm one of those people that, like, the moment I turn 25, I say I'm 26 for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So here we go. This is 26-year-old Chris, so uh, bear with me and be forgiving because I'm trying to be. Titled, A Cliched Device We Used to Pretend Were Clever or Looking Backward from 26. <clears throat> Holy mullet of Moses, Batman. Why did I wear my hair like that? You look like Riggs from Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> Gazing into a reflective lake filled with flashbulb images of my former selves, my first thought rolls out of my mouth like billowing smoke. I try to remember if the 16-year-old kid staring back is watching his future. A decade of foolish decisions and inaction separates the boy that was always correct from the man I'm trying to be. Thoth, Hermes, Barry Allen, take a down a message, a warning, an SOS. Stop this innocent from becoming the monster I was. Gods, send this boy a well-packaged lesson in a 30-minute sitcom so he doesn't have to crawl through the muck to barely balance upon badly broken legs in my present. That girl you're about to sleep with because you're so frightened of entering the last year of high school a virgin will ruin you and send you on an eternal journey through Hades' kingdom only to land a decade later undead and in waking purgatory. It will be a walking daymare. The only relief you will receive will come in the form of a demon in your nightly terrors sitting on your chest and choking the life breath from your skinny, polyped throat. Don't expect to put on any weight. You're skinny. Learn to live with it. (laughs) He's like an alien. Unscarred, his skin not yet scorched by the fires I've set. And about all that, kid. You know the old adage about burning bridges? Uh, You're going to light up this whole town. Kerosene fingers and a flamethrower tongue, you're an arsonist. Murdering wives and girlfriends of people you call friend because mattresses burn easily when covered in sweat and lust. I was an artist of adultery attempting to avenge the blood spilled when I anchored you to the bed of a sea of addiction and lies. I'm sorry we had to let you die. It wasn't in the plan. It was just a lot easier to commit slow, stoned suicide without the voice of ambitious adolescent squawking of squandered opportunities. Plus, they gave me liquid codeine for the job, and I'm sorry, but drugs make me stutter when I breathe, and being a writer is a great deal more work than you imagined. I'm still taking my gap year. It isn't as if you enjoyed school anyway, and community college is just high school with a slower, less capable operating system. Even if I could put a message in a police box and send it to you, it won't change a damned thing. We are an incredibly stubborn asshole. And if you take one idea from this, just know, I survived me. (coughs) 
You're stronger than you get credit for. And we aren't as smart as we pretend. And your spirit haunts the empty streets of my mind. And sometimes you speak in my stead. And we've inspired people we barely know to keep on fighting. I'm sorry you had to die for the atrocities I committed. But your ghost helped me defeat the villain I would become. Damn, drop the mic. Don't, don't drop our mic. If we cut that up, you could turn that into like... Badooms, and we could all do snap poetry to that. A little bit, you know. I was thinking, like, when you first started, I and was then, like, almost like, wait, did he just write down a phone poem? And then I realized it was after after the sentence. <laughs> from from when I originally yeah. wrote it when I was twenty six. No, yeah, that is exactly, great. I haven't touched it. Great, Gillipy Mullets. <laughs> lethal Weapon Two line. Okay, no, when that was oh, that I, I was added. Like, what the that fuck? I definitely added. That was Sorry, crazy Sorry. Shit. that I, that I had to add. <laughs> I'm like, oh, mostly crazy. because I noticed uh, in high no in high school I and I will mention this when we talk lethal weapon on a wide angle podcast. Uh, uh, I had Riggs's haircut throughout most of 2002. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. I just remember it was bad. Google, I remember like. That was because I kept letting my hair grow. When yeah. I was, like, senior in high school, I just decided to stop cutting it and just let it grow and be the same length all over. <laughs> yeah. So, that was awesome, by the way. Well, thank you. That was really yeah, cool. yeah, it was. Very, um, your words held much weight whenever you spoke. Thanks. Uh, so, how do you feel you've changed from 30 or 26 to 30? Do you feel like there's just, you're a whole new you? I, I, whenever I, if I look back on my life from 30 and break it down, I feel like I've started a new me five, like five times. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, there's just like, oh, that's no, well, this, Chris. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, something happens. You're like, well, and then there's this, and then there's this, and then now, you know. You I think that 25, 26 is when I started to make the turn to the person that I am now. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, say I even I, I say for me. Yeah. Chris says it in that poem. You know, like I, the, the 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 man that I'm becoming. Is, you know, I had to kill the 16 year old version of myself. Oh yeah, yeah uh, in do. all kinds of awful <laughs> fucking ways. You know, uh, by doing all the drugs and going down the, this this path that I probably didn't need to. Uh, like I killed that optimistic child uh, in order to become who I am now. Uh, and, and, and I was just realizing that around 25, 26, that like, oh yeah, no. And now I have to put, put to death at 25, 26, it was time for me to put to death the person who I was up to that point, the, the drug taker, the, the, the risk taker, the idiot, uh, the burnout that I was. That guy had to now. You die. can only jump so off a roof. Become... You can only jump off a roofs for so long. I yeah. mean, from fifteen to twenty-five, you probably can do it. But like uh, anything, I can almost, <laughs> if I knew the exact day, <laughs> the day you couldn't I, jump off a roof. The, I mean, there is an exact date, but I can tell you exactly when Pocket should have stopped jumping out of trees. <laughs> oh yeah he fell out of the tree yeah that's true oh yeah that was that was it when he woke up the next morning a... saying ow yeah that's what when the fuck is this he knew that day that was about oh, 27 you should have <laughs> that was the day you know like, I pocket does not I, belong in trees anymore you know I really would like to apologize to you all those times we 
as your friend should have taken you to the hospital, but at the same time, I was like, he's an anarchist. He's like, fuck that place. <laughs> oh, don't <laughs> worry. Home, bro. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 Uh, as money. <laughs> as <Fuck them. laughs> dark as that particular uh, poem was, that was to my 16-year-old self who I like. Just wait till we get to, to my letter to yeah. that guy that you're talking about. I'm yeah, that's not true. as big a fan of that guy. That's so, true. Uh, wait, is this a readdress in five years? <laughs> Everybody hey, 35 will now talk to 25 year old and be like, buddy. <laughs> oh, you thought you knew. I think that it is a, uh, uh, a necessary part of growing up to look back and realize how dumb you were X number of years ago. Because every time you do, you'll realize how dumb you were X number of years ago and how dumb future you will look back at the you who's thinking that. Yeah. And think of. So who wants to go? I mean, I'll go. I didn't. Uh, I had a hard time really putting pen to paper and figuring out how I wanted to address this. So, but I always told myself because of and fans of the show will know kind of my situation of how things have gone later on. When we'll say the back half of my life with my family, um, uh, I've always wanted someone I always wished that if I had that person there to give me all the advice that I didn't have uh, when I went through the situation where I broke up with my kids mom and how I handled all the situations after that so I backed it up more than 10 years I actually went back to my 19 year old self yeah um, 19 years old I was one year fresh out of high school um, I was really 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 having the ability to discover who I was as a person mm -hmm. uh, I will definitely say I was a late bloomer or um, was much more sheltered all the way up through high school was a very good kid you know didn't I smoked weed a couple times I think I smoked weed once at 13 when I found a J in a coffee table <laughs> Which was awesome. Those coffee table trays. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I smoked What's again this? Oh. <laughs> when my brother turned... It was his 18th birthday. I was 16 years old. We went for a night out on the town. We were... I don't think I've ever been so fucked up in my life. <laughs> That's one of the top five fucked up moments in my life. And uh, got pulled over by the cops and somehow we got away. No idea how that happened. Gotcha. So you got uh, but yeah, no, and then, but after that, I was and no one, no one got, no one got in trouble for that one, huh? No, nice. it was impossible. Nice. There was, all of us were fucked up. We had one dude that was passed out in the car. The cop actually went in like on the window oh, to man. wake the dude up. Opened the car door. Dude fell out of the car. And oh one shit! One of our, one of our, <laughs> dude, one of the guys that we were with. It is a one of the mic pull out. We're good. Yeah. Uh, one of our guys that we were with, super smooth talker. We were all sitting on the curb, except for the one dude they left in the car. And five minutes goes by. Ten minutes goes by. Ooh. Twenty minutes goes by. And then he just walks back over to us, and he looks at us, and he said, Everybody shut up. Everybody get in the car. We're going home. And oh, in, in his car, it, it was my brother's car. Oh. My brother used to drive a '93 Forest Green Buick LeSabre. We used to call it the boat. Got, 
And, uh, well, I mean, and you, that's could, an you accurate. could fit eight people oh, yeah. deep in that damn Yeah, thing. that's an accurate name. Very accurate. Uh, <laughs> and what it was is we were dropping somebody off in the neighborhood. We saw a neighborhood cop and blacked out the lights because we were all fucked up. We're, I mean, again, oh, 18, fuck. 16, we're, I mean, all that range in the I car. know. Quick, turn, turn on the lights on. They won't see us. Turn on invisibility <laughs> shields. <laughs> like, yeah, that'll work. So, if but, I can't see the road, you can't pull me over. <laughs> That's how that works. Outside of that, I was uh, very, we'll call it responsible, and always did my homework, and was very just yeah had dreams and aspirations to go to college, and blah 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 blah. And then I met my kid's mom and we started dating I think she was 15 and I was 17 back in high school or something like her 16 and I was thinking it was 15 17 gotcha so 19 years old uh, we break up momentarily and we're each seeing other people and and we're still talking to each other she ends up getting pregnant. So my 19-year-old self, I get one year of self-discovery, and then I find out that I'm going to be a dad at 20 years old. Man, yeah. Uh, so I would, I, if I could go back to myself and talk to myself, I would tell myself that, you know, you have lived your life, you thought life was going to be one way. Because you you were grow, you grew up in a religious background, um, you know you're going to go on an incredible journey. Um, what you thought or how you thought life was supposed to work out is not going to work out that way, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. Um, yeah. You know your your life is going to work out in a way that <clears throat> you will you'll contemplate suicide. You'll think that everything inside of you is a failure. Um, it'll take you'll rediscover yourself and you'll learn how to grow and be strong. Um, it'll teach you how to be a better dad because when you break up with your ex, you will not have been a good dad up until that point. You'll have been very selfish. And by the time you hit 25 years old, you'll start to realize that everything you thought you knew, you're fucking wrong. Every single thing. But you'll have absolutely no idea how to fix anything. I would say it wasn't until 28 years old mm -hmm. that I really, really, really was like, oh my God, this is how shit is supposed to work. It's not working that way, but at least I understand the concept of yeah. how the wheels are really supposed to turn. Um, and I feel like 20, I've, 24 to 28 years old are really going to be uh, self-discovery years for yourself growing up. Um, I could say that. By the time you hit 29, you're going to meet a new person who's going to be in your life. Uh, and you will 
have to learn how to become a whole new person all over again. <laughs> Isn't that everything funny? you thought you knew <laughs> up until that point was good for being single you. <laughs> but when you want to share your life with somebody else again, you're going to have to learn how to do it all over again. And I stress patience. Patience is... Patience, take deep breaths, and communication are going to save you so much heartache, <laughs> so much pain, so much stress. Uh, coming from your present self now at 32 years old, I'm not even 32. I, you turned 32 in what, two more months? Woo! Uh, 30 is no big deal. It is very much okay, and you will survive up until this point. And every year since 30 has been a monumental self-discovery year. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know, now it's not five years and there's a big change. There's, like, every year is a mountain slope up yeah. of growth. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, stagnant or falling down. It's... You're, you're, I've heard, you're learning how to make life work in I've the heard, best way possible. I've heard that time is actually a uh, flat circle. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in there. It no, but I agree. Not I agree relative. with what you're saying, though. <laughs> it is not relative. It is a flat it circle. It is a flat <laughs> circle. So is that what you'd say if you had a... That is what I'd say. About, you know, that's, about your, that, that's about what I'd say. You know, I'd wrap it all up with... Um, you know, there's... Even though you've been through a lot, there is a good you. You got a long way to go, so just enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the most important part, uh, if you could sit your uh, younger self down, is to make them realize that whatever age they are is not the end of aging. Like it's not yeah. the end. You're not all like, grown up yeah. yet. Uh, yeah, right. you're not. You're not going to explode into colorful stardust at yeah. the age of twenty-one because yeah. I got. I'm way cooler than him. I'm just gonna <laughs> so much cooler than you. You're, 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 you yeah. haven't learned everything yet. No, uh, yeah, it, it, not at all. Most important because very important thing to get like m with me. I'm doing like a total throwback to nineteen-year-old Ian today because I didn't bring my books in the class. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't have like a well-written story, and e even before I forgot my books, I only uh, yeah, I only wrote down like a list because that's what I would do if I were to send something back to me. It would be like a list because um, when we were talking about this, we had mentioned writing a letter back to your former self mm -hmm. or something, and uh, the the deal was like you couldn't do anything that would change yeah the the future. So, like, for me, it was just, like, a list of, like, hey, 19-year-old Ian. It's just pockets of information. And it's like, hey, 19-year-old Ian, this is future Ian. Uh, first of all, bank accounts are a thing that will still exist in 10 years. I know you don't believe that, and this letter isn't going to change that for you, but it's true. Banks are still a thing. Um, fucking Fight Club is just a movie. I know it seemed real at the time. Maybe just try to not do so many, 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 um, 
like L L S uh, L S. Uh, what's the D? The D thing. You know what I'm talking about. Don't do so much, but you're going to anyhow, so I can't stop you. Um, see, 19-year-old Ian at that point um, was living in a one-bedroom apartment with uh, with a good friend, and he had the living room. I had my room. As well and, as any person who might happen to pass by. Oh, yes, and there was about 14 to 25 people over at any given moment. And, like, and that's not a joke. Yeah, that's not a joke or a thing. Like, my apartment only had four people in it, uh, probably... <clears throat> two to three times during the time that I lived there. And so, but like 19 year old Ian was making like 750 a week and paying like $300 a month rent. I had no electricity bill, no water bill. Uh, so just paid the rent? Yeah. Yeah, I just paid the rent and uh, I had three uh, CFL light bulbs because I, I took out all the light bulbs so they wouldn't draw any electricity. Um, I banned my roommate from uh, using anything in the kitchen until he did the dishes, and the, his trick was he never did the dishes. <laughs> great trick! It's a great trick. He got me! Only except I lived there too, so it was <laughs> disgusting. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, hey, like, was that so I was like, I'm making seven, I'm nine, I, my thoughts were, I'm 19 years old. I make 750 a week, and I pay $300 a month rent. Things can only get better from here. And like, like there's no way I could possibly fuck this up. <laughs> Turns out you can. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I was doing like roofing and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was Still with present, com present company? Uh, it, would, it would be a different company. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a different company than that one. But yeah, uh, it was it was pretty like it was good. It was a good get for a little bit, right. and uh, it turns out that that I was like highly irresponsible. <laughs> uh, like that's that's the main issue. Did I you had. have a cell phone when this happened? I had gotten my first cell phone. As a matter of fact, I went through Cricket, and it was fifty dollars for life on the worst phone. And this was back when Cricket. Uh, if you went, Literally uh, had no signal anywhere ever. Yeah, you could get. I could get signal if I walked southbound, like towards 1960. Once you got right near 1960, you could actually get a it's little like, bit of service. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was a useless phone. <laughs> uh, I I made purchases like that, and I just had uh. I like, mean, also purchases beyond that. I remember. I mean. Oh, dude! Oh. I spent a shit ton of money. But um, none of it on things that would be remotely useful. No, I mean, no, I mean, in life in any way. Filled that apartment with Skittles and yeah, um, it was just it was an insane time. I was buying, uh, I was buying what I would buy actually, and this isn't a joke or an exaggeration. But what <laughs> I would buy for dinner every night was I would pick up either Guinness or Shiner Black. I'd pick up a thirty-six because I used to get the actual cases from the liquor store. Um, because I I had uh, managed to convince the guy at the liquor store that I'm a better customer if I'm allowed to buy the alcohol. <laughs> it's pretty much what I did. Um, 
So I was buying booze for like a lot of 20-year-olds and even 21-year-olds that didn't have a driver's license. I was the guy. Hey, we <laughs> need so the guy. For dinner every night, I would pick up either Guinness or Shiner Black, a good hefty dark beer. And that's I would have um, 18 and my roommate, I would give him the other 18. And that's what we had for dinner every night before we got into the rum. <laughs> Drink beer for food and then drink liquor for for drink. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that was the rule. Mm. Exactly, and we did that for we did that for a long time. We did that for like way too long. That <laughs> <laughs> for almost a year straight. Like, yeah, no, we had yeah, we had some tacos too. Okay, that was there was a taco tacos were rough. Yeah, <laughs> within walking. Any distance. solid food I bought was from that taco. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need. All the food groups in one wrapped object because I am so hungry. No, (laughs) we'd all leave at like you know seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning morning after a night of hard party. A bit of a bender, (laughs) bit of a bender, (laughs) and like every single guy behind the counter would be ah. Coca y Malta. Oh, oh my god, yeah. They knew yeah, us every, as the Coca y Malta group. Yeah, that's exactly what they would say every time. Be like, ah, Coca y Malta. You need a burrito. <laughs> I need a lot of burrito, man. <laughs> and we, like, and the thing is, is that they knew as well as we did that every time we would sit down for said burritos, we would like literally sit. And stare wide-eyed at our burritos for about forty-five minutes before one of us gathers the courage to take a fork to that beautiful steaming thing. What do you want to do? Not throw up. It's so hot. (laughs) You can feel the heat radiating like four feet away from the burrito. It's like there's no way on earth I could possibly feel this, but yeah. It was a fun time, only except that. So you would basically yeah. write an itemized list of your grievances. Yeah, I would be like, the only pieces of advice I would leave for myself is like, and this the next one's a bit of a Debbie Downer on the real part. Like on my twenty fourth birth, my like the one thing I would write, it wouldn't. <laughs> one thing I would write, it was, and it's a little bit, it's a lot more of a Debbie Downer subject than that previous bit, but. uh when on my 24th birthday my dad had sent me a uh, card saying that it was like a semi-birthday card inside it just it was like happy birthday and then like my dad like basically told me like this is the last letter you're going to I'm going to be able to send you I have six months left and I'm like and this and I, I got this like this in a book that up. was like my um yeah that was my react like because i got like a happy birthday card saying it was from my dad's address and then like i open it up and he writes this fucking he writes this note and um it wasn't a joke on his part but it was a really fucked up thing to do like birthday you're gonna send this to me via birthday card so like i would write to myself by the way your dad's gonna write you a letter on your 24th birthday don't believe it metaphorically kick them in the nuts and say that's not true (laughs) you'll know you'll know at the time when you get this (laughs) because yeah that was that was a fucked up thing and uh the and then uh besides that i would also write oh i would write that just to like let myself know like hey don't because that that did fuck my life up for a bit because like I was convinced that my dad was going to 
die. Yeah. By the way, I seen my when I went up to Michigan, it was to see my father. It was for my it was for my brother's wedding. Fucker's and it was also, alive. Yeah, he's alive. He's alive and relatively well. He's, he used to be <laughs> six foot five. Now he's, now five, he's foot five foot two. two. Yes, yep. yes. See, With, there's yep. consequences. That's how that works. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I would write that in for sure. Um, off his life. Yes, a solid foot and a half. <laughs> and uh, besides that, I would then send. Uh, I'd be like, I can't change the future, but for the next ten years work on these and i would just like be i i would send in like things like like from earlier today when we were recording previously uh when i was it was like uh you know there's a sack of potato on the train tracks and and you have a whistle what are you doing and i i mean i know me i would you still would, say oh yeah well i'm riding the gravy train duh no you would send yourself <laughs> improv bits introduction future introductions but yes, I would I would toss that watermelon to myself gently, and I'd be like, "Next thing you do, I'd be a Gallagher to just fuck that <laughs> shit up." <laughs> yeah, I would just send myself like a list of unsolved introductions and be like, "You've got a hammer in one hand and a chisel in the other. What are you doing today?" <laughs> I'd be like, "I I uh, I don't know. I didn't plan on saying any of this." <laughs> Carving Mount Bluntmore? I don't know. <laughs> 19, dude. I'm 19, dude. 18 months a day, dog. I'm a surfer, but I'm far away oh, from the ocean. Oh, by the way, if we're writing an itemized list of grievances to 19-year-old Ian, <laughs> I need one all oh, yeah. for me to you. 18 months a day is like... Three blunts too many, you fucking... <laughs> what is wrong with you? Dude, yeah, 18. 18 blunts a day every day, dude. Every All day. Every day between the ages of 17 and probably way too late. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Eight. last week. <laughs> No man, no. I, I I hold I hold back I hold back these days. You got one roll? <laughs> so you can find me at HP Buntcraft on. We're Twitter. gonna round out our letters to our former selves. I'm gonna do one more also to 19 year old me as we do, and it goes a little something like. Wait, does the music do? What does the music do? It does what music do. Music do. Music do. Hey, gutter boy, you've got vomit on your face. <laughs> now, before you go wandering back to glorious waste of skin trash partying at some guy's mom's house, you 20-year-old pariah, you may want to roll that rug full of puke up and stuff it behind the washer. Good job. Wipe that smirk off, you hometown hobo. Antiquated cartoon character on a collision course with reality. How many acid-induced epiphanies do you need to take? Do you need to take yourself away? Ten. I get it. It's your third act, the final performance, your last laugh. You're going to take a while longer to come around to the fact that you're the joke, and by the time you stop, the laughter's all ended. A parody of post-adolescence hometown party culture. The, par the punchline doesn't ever come. I survived your mess. I ain't quite finished rebuilding the whole thing yet, and cleaning up took a bit more time than we expected. Most of the people you come into contact with due to the lifestyle you're leading right now are toxic. 
and very few of you will be able to clean out all that toxicity. Your brain is divergent. It's incredible. You're a fabulous and eternal mutant. And you're coping with this gift. You're coping laser ruins to every everything. Your power atrophies as you crawl deeper into yourself. We're reconstructing now. Uh, something wonderful. Uh, not knowing what is over the next hill and into tomorrow sends the cold to my marrow. A fear that cuts to my core at times turns my head to the comforting oblivion of the past where you reside. And thanks to you, I learned that I'd rather walk blindful, blindly fear, fearful into the night, uh, into the light of new dawn, than sob in the dark hallways of last night with you. I'm laying you to rest. Uh, laying you to rest was the best decision I ever made, and I just wish we'd pulled the pl we'd pulled the plug sooner. But in the end, don't take nothing for granted, kid. You don't know how bad things are about to get. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, city city. <laughs> no yeah. money on the wall. Like, <laughs> it's over. No, somewhere between the sacred silence and silent is Somewhere between the sacred silence is sweet. Disorder. Disorder. You're doing the deer dance over there, man. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Break that up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, uh, yeah. That was that was needed. I think. You, you said disorder, would, and it just flew into my on, head. No on, on your on your note, like, okay. like uh, on the, what you were saying um, before the deer dance and toxicity, uh, we. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, I was gonna yeah, toxicity of our city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, there is one thing. Like, yeah, as far as like, I would also have to throw in for nineteen-year-old Ian. I would have to say, by the way, you cannot drink yourself to death. You tried at this point. You tried many times. So please <laughs> cut it you, out. Yeah, just don't, <laughs> don't try out. to. Just don't try to, because that ruins booze, and then you have to not drink it for. A very long period of time before you can go back. So just, just chill, just chill. <laughs> uh, you okay. Another random thought. Uh, maybe nineteen, maybe twenty. My nineteen, nineteen-year-old Chris. You're gonna go to a mansion party. <laughs> oh start shit! Throwing up blood. Oh. Copious amounts of blood. Oh. They look like oh. it's like you opened up a thing of bar cherries. And swallowed all the cherries whole. Did you do proceeded that? Proceeded to throw them up into the toilet like magic tricks. <laughs> Just go home and sleep it off. You will wake up in the morning and you will be fine. Yeah. You will be freaked out for the rest of your life, wondering. And you will later tell yourself. I think I just all, shut my liver down. All your all your nineteen year old self is thinking is I get invited to a mansion party? <laughs> Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> Woo! Throw it all. You will later leave that party through the woods because it was busted by cops. But it was one of the coolest parties you've ever been to because there was a hundred and forty something kegs in the backyard. Damn. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It was great. And where the fuck were you? <laughs> <laughs> what a present by the way! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Sorry, he's wearing a mic. Oh God, I'm sorry for your ears. So sorry. So, (laughs) so I hurt my throat. Yeah, I'm sure you fucking did. So back to the weather. Hey, this is Leah, and I am one half of the hosting team from Autobiography Book Club, and you are listening to a podcast on the No Phony Podcast Network. Hello, my name is David Campice. And I'm Brandon Barber. And we are part of the podcast Hypothetically Great. It's a comedy podcast where we ask each other hypothetical questions uh, like, would you rather eat roadkill or would you rather hear everyone's voice as Gilbert Gottfried? I remember that one. That was great. On top of having our own questions prepared, we also encourage our listeners to participate and send in their own questions. So if you'd like to find out what we would do if a six-foot-tall man made a chocolate walked in the room, take a listen to our show. We're a part of the No Phony Podcast Network with a lot of great shows like the Miles and Crawford Variety Hour and Politics with Dummies. Um, <laughs> good lord. Uh, Where did we go and how did we get there? 30. Next on the so, 4 for 4. Uh, I'll tell you, turning 30 was extremely scary when I was 29. I was fucking terrified. Right before you go screaming into uh, it, yeah. Um, because, and you touched on, I think, at the very beginning when we started the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that uh, there is a certain <clears throat> expectation in... I, I don't live anywhere else, so all I can say is in American culture. Yeah. For the male to be successful, to be the breadwinner, to be able to take care of everything, to not have to lean on anyone, to not be vulnerable, to be the epitome, you know, just be strong. You don't want to show your emotions. If you do, it makes you look weak. And going in at 30, uh, I didn't have, I mean, fuck, for the better part of, since I've had kids for 10 years, I've been trying to, what we all like to say is, get my shit together. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And at 30, I still didn't feel like I had my shit together. Um, I've been in the service industry for 15 years. I am an amazing server. I am really, really good. As far as sales go, I can pretty much sell you anything. As long as I like the product, Uh I have no problem figuring out a creative way to make you buy that product it's you can't give me a bad product if it's a bad product yeah no. i have i have zero passion to sell your product the so. only thing that i ever sold that i didn't like personally was the uh crab burgers at uh cafe Olay where i worked at okay yeah yeah the crab burgers i sold i i made it my pride and joy it was like the employee who um sold the most of them got 100 bucks at the end of the month Congratulations! I sold sixty three a day. <laughs> Way like I triple. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Cafe Ole. It's oh, down there Cafe off of Olay. yeah. It's like off of Main Street in the Woodlands. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, they they had this thing where they had a limited time offer the crab burger, and like people would be like, "Ooh, the crab burger," and I'm like, "Yes, it's the crab burger." I'm like, "The crab burger is the best thing ever." It was disgusting. It was the most disgusting thing I ever laid eyes on, and I was like, I'm going to sell 
everybody in the woodlands. All, all of these. But that's the only time that I've sold a product I didn't believe in because it was just too disgusting not to. <laughs> I mean, I definitely understand that feeling of, like, I don't have my shit together, uh, and I think that's not only perfectly normal for all of us uh, here in this room, but just, that seems to be the pervasive thing of our generation. I don't know about people before us, but, you know, my fucking... My parents had me when they were 28, uh, my dad was like 28 when they had me, and I'm their first kid. So, so would you feel? Do you feel like uh, growing up, were you in that quote unquote nuclear lifestyle? Like it was you, mom, dad. Dad worked. Was mom stay at home, or did she always work? Mom, uh, mom worked <laughs> when there was work to be when there was work available. Mom was always the victim of the layoffs. Anytime a bad layoff, like Oil? spin, would happen everywhere. No, no, she, uh, no, uh, shipping. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know, vaguely. Yeah, uh, shipping and receiving. But uh, so yeah, no, they they both always worked uh, for as long as I can remember. But yeah, no, it was you know nuclear family. Two moms or two two parents, two kids, uh, dog. Uh, the whole the whole nine, but you know, I mean, uh, up until I be started to become an adult and realize <laughs> that those things just don't magically happen when you become an adult. Yeah, like, you, you, you don't just, and that's a hard fucking reality. It's a hard dose of reality. Like yeah. uh, at thirty five, as I remember telling myself as a kid, like when I'm thinking to myself, where am I going to be at thirty five? Yeah, like I wanted a house and a new car and a great job and be making. I didn't. I don't think I ever wanted to be a millionaire. Other than, oh, it would be awesome to be a millionaire. But yeah. I wanted to do something where I'm making good, somewhere good between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. I think is was my goal as a kid. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and to not be, not even not be there. To not even fucking be close. You're not even was, in that was a hard yeah. dose of reality to yeah. swallow. Um, I will say that going from uh, and this is no excuse, uh, so don't think people out there that I'm making an excuse. Um, in my opinion, child support makes it harder to attain that lifestyle faster. Mm-hmm. It's going to take me longer. I, I still believe that I can 100% get that yeah. and yeah. get there. It'll just take me longer to get there. Yeah, <clears throat> I've chose to put myself on a back burner and focus more on the kids um and my time will come you know when they're off to college um and they're you know doing their own thing and you know it's not like dad's not ever going to support them but when they're more independent yeah of themselves and uh, i will then have a chance to explore more avenues and you know Reconcentrate on if it, there's anything that I wanted to do career path wise. That mm-hmm. yeah, and that that was like with with my 19 year old self made more money than what I make now, which is like that was part of what like I think kind of fucked up my vi- my my vision of the future at the time. Partially was that like oh so like I'm 19 and I'm making 750 a week and I'm paying $300 so I'm using one-eighth of my paycheck to live and like I just figured it would only go up from there I was like okay so by the time I'm 30 I'm probably gonna be making like two grand a week something like that that'll be really nice <laughs> and uh yeah that that's not how that works 
No. If you if you're 19 years old and you make 700 or more dollars a week, really make sure you could you make sure you keep that. <laughs> <laughs> like don't don't squander about in the woods. My dad was also in a luxury car sales position. Mm-hmm. So he was always making great money every month. I mean, he worked for it. I mean, he worked long hours. Yeah. yeah. But he still made good money. So my expectations were always high, like I need to make good money. Mm-hmm. And finding out how like hard it really is to make that kind of money yeah. when you're not selling $100,000 cars oh, yeah. or when you're not selling million-dollar homes or, yeah. you know, when you're not in that bracket. Yeah, you're yeah. not in that industry. <clears throat> is, was humbling. Yeah. Well, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, so, but I will say that definitely uh, after 30, and it, it literally was from 30 to 31, I now no longer, I don't care I always like when I was 29 going into 30 and then when I was 30 going into 31 I would still sometimes tell people I was 29 I was afraid to tell people I was 30 um, being in a service industry uh, I can remember back when I used to work at Tsukiji um, there was a really really awesome guy um, who trained me um, and he had just been he'd just been in the industry too long uh-huh. you know what I mean like he was a yeah. lifer, but he was still wasn't mean, yeah. a manager. He was still a server. Yeah. And I told myself, God, I never want to be, I never want to be in that place. And that's where I am. I'm not. <clears throat> I have been in management, you know, but for the most part, I'm a 32 year old server who is great at his job. But in the end, I mean, he's still fucking hustling for his money, and I didn't want to have to be hustling for my money. Yeah. At, 32. Well, but, at least we got this podcast started, so... <laughs> no, absolutely. This, this actually, I would say this is uh, by far the... Uh, but This has the most potential of anything sure, sure. I've uh, possibly ever done. I, 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 I think that uh, something that might come down to is that, like, uh, advice for fucking 19-year-olds out there, or anybody, any age, uh, like, you are not your job. No, no. Like, like, and I, that's one thing you do need to learn too. It's something like, you got to learn. Like, you well, are that's always not. For, yeah. You are not what you do. It, yeah. You know, what you do for a living is not is separate from you. It's not everything. Uh, one of my biggest problems with turning thirty uh, has been that's the only thing that people ever want to ask you. Like the first question. What do you do? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah they ask, always ask, oh, what, what do you do? do? And what now do do? I now I tell them. I'm a podcast, you know, I run a podcast. I run a podcast. And, yeah. But, you know, like, uh, and even even that's weird to tell somebody at, it is. you know, when I was turning into this, like, oh, you, you run a podcast. It is. It's fun, though. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I tell people, you know, I'm yeah. a server bartender and then and I also I run, run a podcast. A podcast. Yeah, exa- exactly. And yeah. now I get the opportunity, which I don't know if you've done this yet, but when you can say you are on a podcasting network that hosts multiple shows, yeah. Yeah. like, that's kind of a good feeling. No, it it is. cool. It really like, is. Whenever we got... <clears throat> I don't, I, again, I don't know how it felt for you, but when I touched my business cards for the first time, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had an American Psycho moment. <laughs> this is, this is like, good. But have you seen this? It's white eggshell with embossed lettering. <laughs> Do you uh, Yes. <laughs> Do you guys think, and we, we all kind of touched on it in our letters and like the, our, our discussions about it, uh, each of us touched on the fact that like 25 was our turning point. Mm-hmm. Uh, is 25 
where adolescence actually in like where and, real adulthood yeah. starts yeah is around 25 they say that's true with the just brain natural brain chemistry is that your brain you know it, it gets it gets to a solid state around 24 to 25 between 24 and 26 anyhow for yeah. most people and that's when i would say later that, huh? yeah. i think might happen a little later mine was more i, I think <clears throat> all right let's put it this way i think at 25 i understood that Everything I thought I knew was probably wrong yeah. up until that point, but it wasn't until 28 that I started figuring out how, how to, to fix implement. It. So, well, yeah, yeah, start to act stuff. on it and yeah. started to do things. Yeah. So yes, I think I had the self-realization at 25 um, of yeah, you're not hot shit. What you thought was wrong, how you've been acting, you're kind of a dick douche. Yeah, and you should. Maybe fix that, and then there was a couple years of, well, people say I'm an asshole, and I don't know what the fuck to do, and maybe I am just an asshole, and fuck those people, man, fuck them, I am an asshole. Double and then down. I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, that's not right, and then, and then at like 28, you're like, alright, it's acceptable to be an asshole in certain situations, sometimes you just gotta embrace that you're a dick, but <clears throat> in that, you have to be accepting and open and god i cannot stress this enough in any point in your life the thing that will make everything at least give you an avenue to be easier mm -hmm. is communication seriously i mean it's funny it's cliche you hear it in every movie you hear it in and read it if you've ever picked up a self-help book if you've ever contemplated suicide and called the damn 1-800 line everybody will tell you communication is key there is a reason that people stress that in every single form and avenue of help communicate it just it will take you and it helps you get your point across like you absolutely have to communicate with people I mean, yeah people don't understand you if you're not communicating uh, it sounds my mind <laughs> i know you can hear me well i mean it's not even about like saying things out loud it's about the if you're talking about communication in general it's about how you're saying shit like yeah. are you actually communicating what you're trying to are you just say? screaming at somebody or you know have you there's a difference in screaming your point and taking a minute, formulating your fucking thoughts, having a creative argument, and going for it. You know, like actual communication. So, I, I don't know. That's... In my... Again, since I've... God, I just fucking... Having a kid that's 11 blew my mind. He's going into 6th grade. Having another one that's going into 4th grade. And then realizing, yo, dude, hey, you're going through life changes yourself. I'm about, <laughs> I'm almost coming up on a three-year relationship. <sighs> like, that blew my mind. I was like, shit. And I've gone through, like, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde transformations in my relationship. So much so that, God, if I didn't have an amazing chick... Nobody else would have fucking stuck around because Chris is nuts when he when he gets all looped up, uh, and that has been even now. I mean, like I said, every year since thirty, I feel like has been a new avenue to open up a realization to myself. Yeah, no, I, I can does that make that. sense? No, I, I, I'll <clears throat> uh, expand on every every year. 
I, I've now come to a point where every year I can now actually take stock of the things I'm doing, it's like you're the things your I've growth. done, and figure out ways to change it or make it better or grow it in, in any sort of way. I mean, even here on the podcast, we do that every you know New Year's episode. It's like, hey, what did we do great this year? What yeah. did we do terrible this year? How can we make the good things better? And essentially, this is our New things? Year's. Uh, like well, today is our New Year's. That's the that's the <laughs> idea. Three. Exactly, it, it happens with it, it should happen with you every year that you grow up. But you're not at the age capable of like taking in that information until it, you're like 25. Sure, and maybe that's what it is. And maybe you just you're it you're um, overloaded. You're still basically like your 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 processing just gets overloaded up until a certain point when your brain can now. I th- handle everything. I think we're also reaching a hobbit generation essentially because the hobbits don't aren't actually considered adults until they are 30 years old. They live to be about 110 or, or more. Gotcha. And like that's like kind of like what we're yeah, that's that's kind of like where we're going cuz people are living longer and I'm also, work is different now. Like, you don't have to literally break your back working on the farm at age 14, you know? So, you know, being 30 is pretty much being the new adult. I mean, because. I think it, we've said it here before, and I hear it all I, the time. I see 18 year olds, and when I look at them, you I don't like see adults. Yeah, it's like I don't yes. see you as an adult. No. Like, even, even the big ones. They're not. They're not uh, even the big ones. Yeah, no, they're not adults. No. They're no. kids that are old enough to. It is interesting, you know, since you say that. You know, drink lens, and vote <laughs> or whatever. The, you know, the lens that gets, whatever. and I don't know what age you get to when the lens is taken off. And, you know, because the, there was a, like, after high school, up until a point I related to, I would say, oh, I was in high school last year or just the other year back in high school. You know, you relate to, and then it was like one day I just went to high school for a game or something and everybody looked like children yeah and you're like when did this happen like when did someone remove the fucking you're no longer a kid or a youth uh you know and i i I guess that happened at like 25 yeah i mean the same thing happened to me about 25 when i had the uh i had what i call my anchorman moment but it didn't end in a laugh like, I was 25, and I'm looking around this house party that I'm at with Actually, a bunch of people. Actually, I think the, like that was just one of the same know, moments for me was that same one. It's people who I grew up with. It's people who I don't really know. And then, like, this truckload of 18-year-olds who literally just graduated come in. And mm-hmm. then I'm 25, and I look to somebody, and I think I literally said, we've been going to the same party for a decade, and in no way is that sad. Oh, no. Because yeah. it is sad. It is actually really. I had that. I shared <laughs> that moment with you. Yeah. Just wondering, was that the party where we kicked out the dudes who were totally firefighters? Oh God! <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, that was a different party. Oh, God, that it? was a good party. Well, I totally firefighters. Totally firefighters, man. No. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I mean, uh, like, tw- I think twenty-five <laughs> is it, and I. uh 
I picked up on it from fucking. This is the most millennial thing I could ever say. From listening, re-listening to uh, the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, uh, which is literally an album about turning twenty-five and putting your your post-adolescence to death because you have to become a real capital A adult. Yeah. So if you're going through a a, a quarter life crisis, as they call it, I prescribe you the Black Parade. I don't yeah. know why Kermit the Frog did it, but yeah. I, I'm you know, a Nin, a Nin When I'm sitting on the lily, I like to listen <laughs> to my I'm sitting on the lily. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite band to listen to on the lily. <laughs> Smoke on the lily. Shay, 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 what you what you listening to over here, Kermit? And and I, I, mean, I think that brings all around to I think that I think that your third. I don't believe in the best years of your life. If anybody out there ever tells you that these are your best years, no matter what year it is, they're liars. Uh, don't believe them. But I think that thirty is the building of that. I was going to say, I think thirty are your your true growing years, like your your ability to reflect and take in and grow year by year and maybe your 40s might be your best years i don't know i mean as long as you didn't peak in high school hey (laughs) dodge that bullet take your jacket off that's all i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) you gotta take that jacket off you gotta take that jacket off off. gotta take it off can't be wearing it (laughs) what's his name tyler 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 take the jacket off bro (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, you know, like the, the looking forward to your thirties because, like, now there's none of that weird confusion about like what the fuck am I doing of my twenties? Yeah, why am I here? Uh, am I going to live to see thirty? I think that's the best part of turning thirty is I tried so hard to die what? before thirty. Once, yeah, Does that once remember? I hit twenty seven, I once I made it past twenty seven, <laughs> I got my twentieth birthday. I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna have to live forever. It sucks to be an immortal. <laughs> This this is kind of offside question, but all right. When did the Mayan calendar end? Did anyone remember? Twenty twelve, baby. Twenty twelve. December twenty first. Did anybody have an innate fear that the world might end in twenty twelve? Dude, it was. Nah. A, I remember like, that when you I were a kid. Mm-mm. No. I okay, I it, it actually it, well no I this is a whole different yeah. podcast but no I always <laughs> I, figured that the Mayan calendar was about a great spiritual awakening of the entire world that's that what it would is. be the end of the, the end shift. of the world as we know it which it was yeah it really was everything changed I wish I knew more than just the chorus because I would totally sing it. We got second term Six Barack Obama, who was only half as cool as first term uh-huh. Barack Obama. <laughs> that was the big spiritual change. Uh, <laughs> ready for a change? Uh, nation, are you it's ready for a change? <laughs> oh, God. We, can we have him back, please? Can we have him back? I'll do anything. Just put him back. <laughs> just for a weekend. Just for a week. Just for Just while you're on vacation. Buddy, just put him back on you on vacation all the time, bro. Somebody needs to do this shit, and you're just not good at doing it. I'm not talking to anybody specifically. I'm just talking to the giant pumpkin, the great pumpkin. The great pumpkin king. (laughs) The great pumpkin king. Yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all. Oh, oh, I don't know where that. The great. Don't know where that came from. King. 
Yeah, sorry. sorry for derailing the show As there. The world burns. <laughs> you guys learn anything today? I learned that, uh, you know, I learned that we're all dealing with uh, 30 a hell of a lot better than we're dealing with 20. Oh, yeah. Damn, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I'll I, drink I, to that. I, I, I thought that 20s would be the best and that I could look forward to it, but goddamn. You know what? I'll tell you something that I haven't, it's not so much learned, but I'm super proud of. Uh, two of the four people in this room, and we do have John Dodge. Uh, in production today behind the camera are living the dream as far as they are not working for anybody they are doing their own thing uh pocket was the awesome brainchild behind bonus hours uh he was cool enough to bring us all into this group as a family um i'm super proud of pocket for um doing that i I'm so fucking tired of working for somebody. I cannot wait for the day that I am doing it all me. Um, my buddy John behind camera has his own Magic Chaos MTG. He runs uh, consulting. He does magic cards, which he likes selling. And it's he gets uh, to sit the... at home, play with his dog, and fucking sell magic cards. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, that, and that's a uh, chaosmtg.com. Team Chaos. Team Chaos. Team, Team Chaos, Chaos MTG. MTG. On so, YouTube and the World Wide Web. You know, those are those cool. are things that I am very much in the long run looking forward to. So I think it's great that people in my group are doing that already. Congratulations, gentlemen. Uh, thank you. Uh, and thanks for, th thanks for being proud of me. That feels really cool. <laughs> um, uh, and I, I learned in the past 30 years that... The, the the only thing that really matters in this life are the relationships you build uh, with the people that you encounter and how you allow them to affect change in your life. Um, and I am fortunate enough to have a group of friends that have uh, not only stuck with me through this bit of weirdness while we're trying to do something, <laughs> but stuck with me through my worst moments when I was tumbling down streets in a flaming Ford Explorer. Uh, Ian's Honda. been with me for Honda. 15 years. Oh, uh, uh, John Dodge behind the camera. We've been friends for about 20 years. Uh, like, and I, <laughs> I'm fortunate enough to have built these long-term camaraderies uh, of people who are willing to support these crazy crazy notions that i have and uh jump on ship with me and uh i learned that that's probably the most important thing uh, beyond anything uh i would not be able to do this without my friends uh without my family here and these guys are my brothers basically so um and i do have a real brother who i love very much but these guys are my <laughs> brothers in arms i guess you could call them you know we we've, we got we've, arms we got two of them each. we've been through the muck together you know <laughs> these guys knew me when i was that suburban gutter punk that i was yelling at earlier uh when he was hello <laughs> These guys knew me when I was uh, <laughs> the bemulleted strange kid. <laughs> These guys will know me as I go. Hey guys, let's do drugs and watch Seinfeld this weekend. I got 52 hours. Mom's away. That was a revelation. Really I mean, good. have you ever That's done acid lot. and just watched the I, evening I, I watched a lot. No. 
No, I haven't. It was that was. Kind I of can't believe we. I can't believe we've beaten out. Like we beat out Bill. We beat him out real quick. Bill O'Reilly. We stomped him in the podcasting realm, and now we've beaten Alex Jones this week, son. Running, yeah, yeah. We are, we are, just we are. Got banned from Vimeo. We are. He can't even show up on Vimeo. My producer uh, just tells me. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't worry about turning thirty, kids. No, like that's don't it's it. nothing, uh, and it's all if you if you plan it right, it's all uphill from there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, do some planning. Write some write some shit down one day. Take a look at it later. It might help you out. It probably won't because you're nineteen and you don't have anything to say really in this world. No, it's you okay. don't. <laughs> you don't. You'll figure, you'll figure you're it out. Nineteen. You'll, you'll figure it. You'll figure it out. Don't but worry. keep plugging away. Uh, Take it, time to be free. All you have to do is like, subscribe, and listen. That's it. Three <laughs> things right. you need to do in life. All right, that's it. Do I need to repeat? I don't think I need to repeat. They know they you need to like, subscribe, and listen. Rub the lamp. <laughs> Find out your future. Any last words, guys? Cock-a-doodle-doo! It's of a new year. Words until you're like, any last words, guys? Because I can't shut the fuck up. And then you're like, what? Let's put him on stage. And then he's got nothing to say. So, no. I had a great time enjoying this episode. Indeed. Stay tuned for season three. Uh, we got a lot of great shit coming your way. It's going to be a fun ride this year. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Woo! All right. What was that minute? Hour, hour, hour. The Bonus Hours is a collective of friends who not only are trying their best to be creative constantly, but to inspire others to be creative. We make podcasts, we make comedy, we make films, um, we write articles, um, we do just about everything that we possibly can. Uh, Vlogs on YouTube. So, if you enjoy uh, what you just heard, could you please uh, support us? And you can support us by subscribing on iTunes, uh, giving us a five-star rating, uh, as well as a written review there on iTunes. Uh, You can further help us by sharing all of the episodes, uh, all of the content that you enjoy uh, uh, on social media. Uh, It would also be a big help if you just told people uh, what you like about the show, about the things that we write, about the things that we say, and... Uh, yeah, that, that'll be it. Just if you enjoy what you hear, uh, please uh, do what you can to support us. And right now, the best thing that you can do to support us is to get the word out. Thank you very much, and hope you enjoy the next. For this and other shows quite like it, please check out our website, thebonushours.com.
banks are still a thing. Um, fucking Fight Club is just a movie. I know it seemed real at the time. 